Thank you for calling the five star hotline. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, this is Ben from Oregon. You're listening to Lightning and Holman of the Truck Show podcast. They may not know as much as they say they do, but the jingles get better if you stick around. Holman, is this the show that we check in with Lynn Woodward? Oh, Emmy Hall's friend? Uh, yeah, the one that's going to break some Nismo news. Oh, that sounds promising. I mean, we know Nismo from uh, Nissan fame, correct? Yes, absolutely. Do we know what Nismo stands for? Nissan Motorsports. I do. That seems so obvious now that you say that. <laughs> I was wondering why you asked the question. I just didn't. I should know and didn't. All right. Well, I mean, it happens. I, I'm enlightened, so thank you. What does lightning stand for? Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we are also checking in with, uh, wow, well, how do I say this? How do we feel about the Nikola news? We're going to discuss. Hold your thoughts. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot to say about that, right? <laughs> okay. I think that's in What's New Trucks. And you guys have been leaving some messages on our five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. All right, well, since we have such an action-packed show, I think we should uh, get right into our sponsors. So I feel like when you said that, I needed like a Batman sound effect. Like a whoosh, You're supposed whoosh, to add that in post. That's, oh, why, really? that's what we do here. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> Holy 60s reruns, Batman. <laughs> no, it's holy underwear, Batman. <laughs> That's true. All right, so everybody out there who uh, is a fan of uh, 60s uh, superhero sitcoms <laughs> or are in the need of a uh, new truck, head over to our friends over at NissanUSA.com. Check out the Frontier or the Titan or Titan XD. By the way, the Titan's five-year, 100,000-mile warranty and uh, so much more. <laughs> what was that? Uh, that is uh, Batman punching Joker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was the Titan punching all the other lightweights in the uh, half-ton market. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. All right, well, get your uh, Nissan Titan fully loaded. Uh, sound effects not included. <laughs> and also can't forget our friends over at Decked, whom uh, we spent some time with recently, and we sure hope we can talk about it soon. I think we are going to be able to because we uh, we did Destruction Derby. Can we, oh, have I said too much? Uh, that's it. That's, that's all we all can say. say? Decked.com. We, we, ab- we abused something that Decked makes. Uh-huh. And well, I would say uh, more than abused, we had our way with it. Well, no, we didn't. Oh, yes, we did. No, 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 it laughed at us. But we still had our way with it. Well, no, we tried to have our way with it, and it- It, it scoffed. It scoffed at us. It also scuffed. It smirked. <laughs> it's like, what, 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 are you, what are you doing? Well, You're wasting my time. I'm going to tell it's you- what it said to us. It'll never be the same. You tried to destroy something. Yes. And it wouldn't have it. But you're not going to polish that out. No, it's not going to buff out, but I'm telling you, how do how do we say this? I, I got it. Away? Yeah. If you were going down the freeway at 70 miles an hour and for some reason it flew out of the back of your truck, yeah, be fine. You're you're absolutely right. And and everything in it. Oh, I think it gave too much away. All right. Uh, let's go back to D-bags. <laughs> okay. You know, it's the- Us? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. The decked backpack. I got mine today. I got mine today. You finally got yours. No, I swear to you, I got mine today. It came Our guy from shipping walked it over. You he know goes, why you got one? No, the dude walks in. He goes, check this out. Our guy from shipping walks into my office and he looks at me and he goes, uh, you got a, a piece of luggage, sir. And I go, what? <laughs> and he goes, you got some luggage. And I'm thinking- what is he talking? I can't even. No, what he said I- was, "I got a deck system here, a deck system for somebody who doesn't have a truck." It's pretty much what it was, and it was yeah. a the D bag is a. Uh, it it's is a deck kind system of a, for your back. It is well, it's a piece of luggage. It's made as good as it's luggage. Not luggage. It's not luggage. You're right. Then it's 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 a backpack. It's a backpack. It's a, bag. it's a reinforced bag for carrying all sorts of junk that will destroy any other bag. You could drive over it, and whatever you put inside would. It might be a little squished, but it will survive. Deck.com. 
Yeah, if you're curious, you need to check it out. All right, Decton Nissan, thank you very much. Time to start that show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, so Holman, what you're telling me is that Lynn is going to compete in an all-girls, it's not really a road rally, what would you call it? What would you call the Rebel Rally? A, a rally, what is a it's rally? A rally. A, I know, it's but a, how do you classify a rally? It's a point-to-point race. A point-to-point race. But it involves skill, and she'll be doing it in a Nissan and I think we should call her so she could uh, set us straight since we don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Great dial. Lynn Woodward. Hi, how's it going? Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. Hey, you can't say anything just yet. We have to play a quick intro. Don't you dare move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a, a story. story. You pull up a stool and share with us. Now, Lynn, we'd prefer you to be in studio with us, uh, and so you could pull up a stool and talk to us, except for today because it's too hot and way too humid in this dank little room that <laughs> yeah, we're in. You, you don't want to be in studio with us. I mean, you barely want to be outside with us, to be honest. I know. Listen, I know what Holman smells like. So. That's true. We have been in uh, close quarters and have shared automobiles. And yeah. uh, if you remember our tour of the Nissan factory, uh, Lynn was the uh, the voice uh, with me on that in the cart where we shared a uh, bench seat of a Cushman. I know. Now, well, hold on. Lynn, were you upwind or downwind of Holman during that experience? <laughs> Does it matter? I feel like it sort of whirls in every direction. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. He, but tonight is good. T- today is good right now because he's got kind of a chili dog aroma coming out of his pores. I don't think that's oh. me. That's not you? No, I think it's the chili dog that I shoved in your backpack that you forgot here last week. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, right, I think well. it's congealing. <laughs> is that what it is? So uh, Lynn Woodward is a uh, journalist. Uh, I guess your your current gig is at uh, Kelly Blue Book. People would know you from there. And also yeah. good friends with our mutual friend, Emmy Hall. So anyone who's a friend of Emmy's is a friend yeah, of Emmy's. Buddy. That's absolutely true. Oh, wait, I have her right here. Yeah, buddy. That's our girl right and, there. And Lynn, remind yeah. me, because I think that when Emmy grabbed my uh, recorder in Moab and recorded a bunch of dr- things that eventually became drops on the show. Oh, you mean like this? Five star review. Five stars. I do believe you were standing next to her. I was. I'm not nearly as like catchphrasey as Emmy is, though. So, I, you know. Yeah, I, I can't participate the way she can. She's a rock star. But you know what you are? You're the uh, you're the wing lady who's encouraging her. You're her yes man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I am always. Yeah. I will always encourage because then like all the all the um, the attention goes to her, and then that's fantastic. You get to live vicarious through her in the moment, right next <laughs> exactly. to her, but you don't get in trouble. For but wait it. a second, have you encouraged totally. her to do anything that you've been embarrassed about? Like, ooh, I shouldn't have had her do that. 
No, no, no. She belches way better than than anybody I know. So that's like you know, I, you have to bow down to, to Emmy Hall and her uh, and her skills. Just I don't know across the board. Her and I have had a Diet Dr Pepper versus Dr Pepper belch off, <laughs> and it's uh, it's solid. I mean, I think I, close. Could, I could deal with the sound, but not the smell. That would be uh, that'd be bad. Especially if there's a chili dog involved. Which <laughs> See, it seems like yeah, might be. but that's yeah. sort of not fair because that's what gives you all the oomph. Is the uh, oh. preloading with the chili dog? <laughs> oh, preloading. Yeah, got it. Yeah, or pregaming. Oh, so, gross. <laughs> all right. So, Lynn, obviously, we yeah. want to get to the Rebel Rally and talk about some of the other things you're working on. But I am curious, what's your day job looking like over at uh, Good Old Kelly Blue Book, the KBB? What uh, What's going on down there? Because, you know, this used to be Kelly used to be a service by which we back in the day. It's kind of like a Thomas Guide. We all use Kelly Blue Book to find out what our vehicle was worth and what we could sell it for. Blah blah, blah that type of thing. And I'm curious, and now it's a now Kelly Blue Book is like a content machine, putting out all kinds of reviews of new and used cars. Where do you fit in that mix? Yeah, so um, yeah, we're actually, Kelly Blue Book actually was uh, acquired by Cox Automotive, and so we're sort of a part of this like much larger um, automotive content and you know website picture. So what Kelly Blue Book does, obviously, as well as valuate your car and tell you what your, you know, your old beater Corolla is worth. Um, we also do provide editorial content. And what I do is I share the video review duties with a guy named Micah Musio, who I'm sure you probably guys, you know him. He does a ton of reviews. He also has his own channel where he flies helicopters around LA and like looks at crazy nutty things and um so yeah so i'm part of the video team over there and uh, if you go on to the kelly blue book youtube channel then you know 50 50 chance you're gonna see my mug in a review before this at kelly blue book holman was kind of filling me in on some of your backstory you've worked in and around hollywood for quite a long time doing some some rather odd projects football related <laughs> projects and I, I told I him about have, the NFL yeah. cartoon, which oh, is uh, near and dear to my heart because uh, there's just <laughs> worst show ever. I know, but it was uh, it was how we bonded in the vortex of rad. Oh man! So yeah, I've had a really weird, um, sort of a really weird career path to where I am right now, which I think you know makes me interesting, I suppose. But yes, I did a little bit of a stint um, uh, as a writer on an animated kids show called the NFL Rush Zone, which was this like super weird show about these kid superheroes who saved the NFL from like robots and space alien things. Only it was so crazy because of all of the like head injury stuff. We weren't allowed to show anybody having any like head. There was no contact with the head at all. You couldn't shoot anybody. So it was like all this weird, like sort of pseudo like fighting stuff. And then of course the great part was we used NFL players but since it was a kid's show, like, every time someone got popped for doing something bad, like, we'd have to get rid of their episode. <laughs> so, so it was like, oh, you guys, like, we can't use the Ray Rice episode anymore. Oh, oh yeah. So we, so it really, like, mm, some of the guys were awesome. Like, Peyton Manning was great. And, we, you know, we worked with a lot of cool guys, and they did all their own voiceover. But it was, I guess, they, too much of a liability. I it sounds know. like something we would have seen on Nick at Night or Comedy Central. No, it was actually like a Saturday morning for kids. It was kids. a full-on Nickelodeon kids show. No, no, I know that, but it sounds so twisted. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like guys yeah. getting all super like Comedy, Comedy Central and, deal yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah. Like I would equate it with like doing a show for like 
called Mr. Siggy, and it's about like trying to get kids into cigarettes. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was, you know, I think it was a good idea, but um, in, you know, in execution, it just, it kind of, it kind of, yeah, I don't fell, want to say anything fell horrible, on its but face. It, I'll it, say it, it for fell you. On, it fell on its face. Yes. <laughs> Although you couldn't show the face impacting the ground because of head injury concerns. So. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to do that because that's just, you know, there's a concussion waiting to happen. Well, we'll just call it fell forward. <laughs> fell forward. So, yeah, so I did, I, I did that for a while and I worked in advertising for a long time and I was actually an actor when I was a kid for a long time. And I just sort of, you know, I wanted to be a writer for, you know, my whole life and I've loved cars my whole life. And these two things sort of met like in this really kind of odd and unexpected way when I, I had a, a part time, you know, freelance gig at Motor Trend, um, just doing some project management stuff for Infinity. And boom, it was like, whoa, you can write about cars and make money like, holy crap, that's awesome. So that's kind of how I fell into it about five years ago. And Holman was one of the first people I met because he sat. I sat right, out, right outside his office. And yeah, it was it was oh. a really it was. That's the not the first route. person you want to meet inside Motor Trend. Sure it is. Well, oh. I mean, yeah, that's like super realistic, though, because like that's kind of what it's No, like. the first They're person just... you want to meet at Motor Trend is the person that fills up the uh, the candy machine out in front. <laughs> Get it good is, with them. There free candy. is no candy. There's no free anything there. That's right. Okay. So we had a... Lynn sat so outside to- my office, and I sat across from a lady named Karen, and then we had David Kennedy, uh, who's a friend of mine, and you know David. I sure uh, do, yeah. NHRA now used to be the editor hot of Rod. Diesel Power. Yeah. Uh, and Hot Rod, and the publisher of Hot Rod. And so we uh, had this little triangle, if you were to, were to draw a line through all of our offices, uh, that we called the Vortex of Rad, because that's where all the yeah. rad people sat. I'm going to go that's see right. them as soon as the concert season comes back in. Uh, they've disbanded. <laughs> the gonna, Vortex no, of Rad? Yeah, everybody went their own way. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to yeah. play right after that uh, the, the Rad Car Show. What is it called? Yeah, the lead singer Holman. He's yeah. the only one left. Radwood. Oh, Radwood. Yes. <laughs> you can you can still get their logo airbrushed on your van, though, dude. That's true, but it's unlicensed, so you have to worry about their uh, deep closet full of lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go see deep um, closet full of lawyers too. Are you? Well, yeah, because they're going to open. They're also for, not yeah, playing right now. Red, no, no, they uh, COVID. Oh, I gotcha. Damn, that ruined sucks. everything. All right, all right. Since we can't go and uh, see any bands, how about you uh, tell us about? your latest foray into the uh, Rebel Rally. Yeah, um, I'm really excited this year. Uh, This will be the third year that I'm competing. It's the fifth year overall of the event, um, which, you know, listen, it's still a fledgling event, but it's gained so much momentum over the last year. And um, I'm really, really excited to be, uh, to be, competing again this year and I'm driving for a, a team called Wild Grace and um, my navigator's name is Sedona Blinson. She's this amazing woman who this is her fifth time competing in the Rebel. Yeah, she she and I kind of hooked up mostly as a fluke. This is only my second time competing with her, but her, um, her previous uh, driver and teammate um, had a baby right kind of right at, right before the rebel last year and so she just was not you know able to to go and to compete and she Sedona and I met um in 2017 when I first did it and she just she was like hey I, I need a teammate are you interested and Sedona is one of those people that I think if there was like a staff favorite award if they could do that like she would win it she's just the, the like the kindest nicest person she always has a smile on her face I had to tell her to stop waving at the photographers because they're looking for like cool, badass shots. And I'm like, you have to stop waving at them, dude. Like, <laughs> you look too happy. Yeah. 
You need to like, like, grit your teeth and like it's hard yeah. and tough. Out there. And by oh, the way, right. with Sedona as a name, was she born on the trail? Like, I mean. <laughs> right, right. She's perfect for this stuff. So, yeah. So she actually, it's an interesting story. She hooked, hooked up with Nissan. She had no uh, navigation or off-road driving experience to speak of before she got into this. This is not an event where you need to be a professional. All you need are basic skills map and compass navigation and um, some off-road driving. Uh, you don't even actually need to have a four by four vehicle. You can do it in a crossover. And, uh, and so it's a really nice way. It's like this, this awesome like entry point into off-roading for women, because that's the other thing is it's only for women. And um, so she came to this five years ago. She didn't have a vehicle that she could, um, that she could drive, but her brother-in-law, um, actually worked for uh, the Nissan Corporation, and she reached out to Nissan and was like, "Hey, listen, I'm doing this event, and I need a truck. Do you want to give me a truck?" And they were like, uh, "Yeah, okay, sure." And they have been involved for the past four years. This is their fifth year. We are driving another Nissan this year, which um, we haven't been able to actually reveal it yet because there's been some surprises. But I actually get to break the embargo today and share no with way. you guys. Wait, yeah. better, hold on. We got we got a, a sound drop for so, that. So no more embargo. It's being lifted. <laughs> well, we're it's breaking. Being lifted. We're breaking it, but we have permission to break it because a they know Sean Holman and they called him a trusted friend. Wow, right? that's, that's so not nice. smart. Yes, I it know, is. They're crazy. I have never, um, uh, I've never said anything I'm not supposed to on this show ever. <laughs> that's just not true at all. <laughs> it yeah. is in regards to Nissan. No, that's that ain't true. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No. I'm really excited to be able to say that we're driving the 2020 Frontier. So it's got the new powertrain in it, and it's got the you know it's got the the updated transmission. But there's something else that's pretty cool that's happening. Is Nismo is is getting full on back into off-road parts and they are going to be tricking out our truck for Say the rally. What? Wow. So we're wow. pretty uh, we're pretty stoked to be the ones that get to I mean uh, maybe hopefully we are testing this stuff that's already been tested when we're out there but um, we're really excited to be a part of uh, a part of their kind of re-entry back into the Nismo off-road space. So do we awesome. know what parts they're going to put on your vehicle or what parts yes. they're getting back into? Is, it, is, is your race vehicle going to be the launching platform for what they're uh, going to push out in the market? So we're getting a, a suspension kit. So we'll have a, you know sort of upgraded Bilstein shocks. Um, nice. Yeah, so they're just they're kind of more robust. Um, there's definitely more travel, uh, especially in the rear. And um, they're, basically they're designed to hold more load so if you do want to turn your frontier or your titan into an overlanding vehicle you can do that so it's gonna they're gonna be able to kind of hold more weight we're gonna getting we're getting a lighting package that um that they're actually doing uh with rigid industries and they've got like pod lights they've got light bars that they're that they're putting on our truck you, why is, didn't they team up with someone good oh wait yeah right rigid is <laughs> the best, yes i know right pretty solid so we're also we're getting a, a steel off-road bumper that is um, worn winch um, compatible. We are we actually opted to not have the winch because uh, it just adds more weight to us, and we're going to try and stay as lean as possible. But um, it's definitely available, and we've actually just we're getting a prototype, and it looks super badass. <laughs> like I can't 
I can't wait for people to see this truck. Like it's, it's really cool. And we've got wheels and like we've got 17 inch um, Nismo off-road wheels that they're giving us. We're going to be riding on um, BFG KO2s, um, which I'm, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, I, I think they, uh, I think they're a great company, but yeah, we're going to be lifted about two inches. And so there's all, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that, um, that you can get for your, yeah, um, for this model year's um, Frontier and for Titan, but also future models that are coming up. Um, and also they're going to be available for old Xterras for the 2005, I think, to the 2015 X Xterras. So, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we had no idea that this was going to be happening. I mean, we reached out to our contact from last year. Last year, we drove a heavily modified Armada, of all things. And it was great. And we, you know, we know that the new Frontier, the 2021, is going to be a complete redesign. Um, but this is sort of a... a I wouldn't know. Can't talk about it. No, oh, come but it's, on. Ooh, ooh. We all know it's coming. Gosh. What? No, I wouldn't no, know anything about that. You have no that. idea? I don't no. know. Well, any anywho, just, <laughs> I mean, as a guest. But, uh, but yeah, but we, we love that, you know, I've already actually driven, driven the truck with the, with the new power train, train in it, both in, um, just up in Big Bear. Actually, we were up in Big Bear, dude, the same weekend that you were up in Big Bear, Holman. I know. And you, you, I think you texted me and you're like, hey, are you still up here? And I'm like, no, I went home gone. for the day. Yeah. We're, I'm like, yeah, day trip. already gone. But we drove up there. We kind of drove up there, and then we actually took it down to uh, we took it down to the dunes in Glamis. It was like 123 degrees Is that out there. It was different than uh, Emmy Hall's Glamis. Oh, she calls it Glamis. Is that what she calls it Glamis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. We we busted the crap out of her. They were like, "Stop that!" <laughs> She's all, "I'd like to take my stuff down to Glamis." And we're like, <laughs> "Emmy, it's not." Emmy. So we, uh, yeah, we bar we barreled around the sand um, for a day and and tried not to melt anything, and it was great. You know, it's uh, it's got it's got really good power, and um, I think it's going to serve us really well out there. So we're excited. I I can't tell that you're excited at all. It sounds really? like you're just not you're just not ready <laughs> well, for this. Here's the thing: like, there's like you, we've got like three weeks until we're going out there. But I think when this airs, it will be actually closer because it starts on October eighth and. You're kind of hyped. I mean, I'm already having um, like rebel stress dreams. Like I, had this, I had this dream that um, that we were doing really well, and so we stopped and went to a house party when, <laughs> like during the rally, and we were supposed to be waiting in line for the fuel truck. But then by the time we were like done with the party, the fuel truck was gone. And then I went outside and Sedona and the truck were gone, and I was like running around with our purses, go like screaming our name. It was really. <laughs> I terrible. figured you were having those dreams. You know, the one that we all have when we're stressed, where you go to pick up your uh, Nissan Frontier for the Rebel Rally, <laughs> and instead you get a clapped out S10, and you're so worried and sad and disappointed that you didn't get the good truck. That's what I, I thought that's what you were going to say. Wait, I've had that dream before. You've had that dream? Yeah, absolutely. It's I was, an odd dream for you to have. Very specific. Rebel Rally would not have you. Which is a nightmare in my case, because I really wanted to be a part of it. I you're have to support gonna... the women in my life uh, and live vicariously through them because Rebel Rally is super awesome and ladies only. Us guys just we have nothing similar. Got to sit on the sidelines. Yep. Uh, so... yeah, I feel like Denise. I feel like Denise should do this, dude. Like she'd be awesome at it. Um, she. Uh, do you get to go she's to a hotel a... every night? She's an aggressive driver, oh. so she, she would be good. Okay, she is a very aggressive driver. Yes, she is. That's true. <laughs> no, no hotels. Sorry. Yeah, but she's out. <laughs> no, okay. she might do it. She would do it for one one day. 
Two days. No, if she's surrounded by like-minded women that are out there getting dirty and the whole thing, she might do it. Yeah, if uh, I think you, you, I uh, haven't quite gotten her to use the freshette yet. And if you're a lady who goes off roading, you know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about. No, listen, I, you're underselling. <laughs> you, you should uh, expect more from your wife. I really think so. I, um, yeah, no, she's, uh, she's amazing. And uh, she has a doctorate, and she's super smart, and if she's an aggressive Lynn, do driver. Do you think that if Lynn called your wife, yeah. and said, "Hey, I really, I want to talk you into this thing. That's this really rad thing. Mm-hmm. You'd after you did it, you'd understand more about what is, you know, Holman's passions, right? Uh-huh. I think Lynn might be able to. Lynn and Emmy might. She be able sees to the garage every day when she walks out. She knows <laughs> the passions. Yeah, no, like, no, no. She's like, no. Oh, I get the green. I don't want dirt. my wife mixing with <laughs> Emmy and Lynn. I, I think that that's a Pandora's box that cannot be. You know, that's like the genie's good, out. I don't no, know. We're such a good influence, dude. Come on. I don't know. That would be weird. Have Lynn and Emmy over to my house to have dinner with my wife and I? <laughs> I'd be completely obliterated. We also would just take your wife and be like, we're out of here. See ya. And I mean, I'd be okay somewhere. with that. She she needs, she needs to get out in the world and have some fun. But I'm telling you, at about hour 25, she'd be looking for the shower. You think so? Well, yeah. maybe then maybe your daughters at some point, right? I mean, because surely they have to pick up some of your some of your genetics, and hopefully it's the like the good genetics. God willing. Yeah. Thank God they don't look like me. Not the beer belly. <laughs> Not the beer belly genetics. Or, or the cigar or the beard, smoking. Or the beard genetics. Like yeah, exactly. Women don't want those. Hey, uh, when, what do we know about the Nismo product coming out? Do we know, you said yeah, it's going to be for so the current model year, but when's it available? Yeah. It's going to be available in the fall of 2020, so right around this time. Um, I think, uh, you know, probably in a, you know, a month? It should be within a couple weeks of what you're hearing now. I mean, it's one of those things where they're like, you know, fall of 2020, which could mean anywhere, I guess, I suppose, until November if you really want to stretch out the fall. Sure. But they're, they are coming. Short, and that'll like, be... In short order. I, I'm guessing available through the dealer, or will you be able to buy it uh, separately online, do you know? Yeah, so you can buy it through the dealer, or you can go through, like, select Nismo retailers, and they are going to have, I think, e-commerce platforms at like nismoparts.nissanusa.com to be specific. Well, look at you there. She's got her yes. factoid straight. She does. All right, I, I have. They a... don't have. They don't have pricing yet, though. They did. They told me they don't have pricing yet. Which, so. if you're the first hundred to buy something and they don't have pricing, it's all free. That's what I heard. <laughs> right. They just have zeros or, or those dashed yeah. lines. That's means yeah, you free? have to pay the dashed lines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's super easy. That's okay. Might not be true. So you're driving out there in your Nismo equipped uh, equipped Frontier. <laughs> really? Sorry, equipped, Nismo no. equipped? <laughs> Nismo equipped. Well, it's just it was like phonetically. <laughs> it was a hard Nismo one for you. Nismo equipped Frontier. Good read, Lightning. Yes. How do you plan on kicking Emmy's ass? So it, are you going to cut her off? Well, are you yeah. like is Sedona too nice? She'll be waving at Emmy while you're scowling at no. her. Like what's okay, going on so here? Here's here's the killer part of Sedona is Sedona is I mean when it comes to navigating, she is all business. Like and navigating is a really hard thing because I feel like yeah, you have a map, you have a you have you know, you have um, latitude and longitude points and you can well, put it, them Explain that just so people know that rebel. You can't use GPS, and that's part of the, no, the awesomeness. No so maybe GPS. explain that really quick. Yeah. So they take away our phones. They take away anything, and this is for you know eight days that we don't have any. We have no communication with the outside world whatsoever. 
Um, so they take away anything that we might have that's GPS, uh, that's GPS equipped. So if you have a GoPro that has GPS or your phone or a camera, that is a, um, that is a no-no item. And so they wrap it up and we have them with us just in case there's an emergency. But if you break that security tape on there, then you're in big trouble. There better be blood or so like you, yeah, arm you, you should be dying right? at that point. There, yes, you should be dying. So, um, so basically, it is a map and compass navigation rally, and it's not a race because it's not for time. But there are checkpoints. So every day we wake up at five o'clock in the morning, and we get a list of latitude and longitude points that we have to plot on a map. That you know, that could be anywhere from like this massive expanse of Johnson Valley, or in Stoddard Wells, where we were last year. We drove through Joshua Tree last year. Glamis is always the last day, which is always you know kind of the the sort of the the big finale and always really intimidating. But what you know, our navigators will do is plot all of these points on a map. But the hard part, really, is to me anyway, is when you get out there. Seeing something on a map versus seeing it out your window is a completely different thing. And being able to read terrain, I think, is such a, an incredible skill. And um, Sedona absolutely has that skill. Like, it's, it's absolutely amazing to me how she can look down at the map, look out the window and say, take me there. So what you're like, saying you just, is she's your secret weapon. Totally. And I think 100%, I mean, this rally is won and lost with the talent and skill of your navigator. So 100%. what you're saying, is Emmy with Rebecca again this year? Yes, yes. So what formidable. you're saying is Rebecca is going down. Oh, well, you know, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna go out there and we're going to compete our butts off. Um, but, you know, we came in sixth last year um, in the 4x4 class, which... We actually really surprised ourselves um, with that finish. We're really proud of it. But, uh, you know, listen, we're, we're going to go do our best, but we'd love a podium for sure. All right, Lynn, I'm on the Rebel Rally website, and I see yeah. a button at the top navigation. Now, I don't you expect you to be a, a pro at this stuff since you don't run the website, but when I click on the Live tab, does that mean I'll be able to watch any of it live? Yeah. Or, okay. So it's not a spectator. It's not a spectator event, which actually I have to say – uh, bodes very well for it this year because of the COVID um, that a lot of spectator sports are just not happening or happening without people anyway. But because we're so distanced, because we're, we're so out there, we're able to do it. But we also, every single car has a satellite tracker on it. And so what you can do at home is you can go onto the rally website. You can Try go on to look, click on a team number because we all have our numbers and you can watch in live in actual live time what we're doing and where we're going and you can see so here's the advantage that that you guys will have at home is you can see where we're supposed to be going but if we're not going in that direction we can laugh at you and yell <laughs> no turn right turn exactly. right i mean hold on hold on what are you doing bearing four clicks eight mics away or something like that right? <laughs> no 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 it's, it's like exactly. why aren't they moving why aren't they moving and then you're, oh you're, man and then all of a sudden you yes. get a text message from lynn saying the seal is broken is that the code word for come rescue me uh no no that's so, how, that, they went to the bathroom on the side of the road oh so that is we so had broken. We had a uh, we had one instance last year where uh, we kind of we we went a little bit rogue and we went um, we went into job on rogue Canyon. or rebel rogue no, no just rebel rogue in our armada but we actually drove into Jawbone Canyon where we were not supposed to and we got we got a little turned around we got a little overzealous and like the full, we went so far basically we were off the damn map 
But what the, the one thing that both of us were saying, and me, I was just like, oh, my God, I can just imagine my dad at home, like, watching me and yelling at the computer. Watching the dot. Wondering what, wondering what the hell we're doing. No, dot, go that way. <laughs> it would be awesome if the little dots were, like, either emojis or actual pictures, faces, right? You're no, watching no, 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 the no. little faces. Uh, emojis that would change based on the circumstance. Yeah. Oh, they have yeah. a sad yeah. face. Like, like anger, happy. Crying. The big, the big turd one would have yeah, been. <laughs> but um, but you, the other cool thing that they did last year, and they're doing more of it this year, is they're they're live streaming. So not only can you watch via the satellite trackers, but they've got a live they've got a camera crew out there that are doing live feeds on YouTube, which is super awesome. Um, and you know, I think they're doing more of them this year than they did last year. Um, but that's a really cool way for people to also tune in and see the, their their people in that minute, whether it's at the starting, you know, the starting or finish line or at a checkpoint, wherever this camera crew is and uh, and actually being able to see their uh, see their 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 teammates out there, their people out there. So it's pretty cool. All right. How they do it all. All right. So we've uh, we've we've covered Nismo and uh, Nissan, Nissan sponsorship of your team. We've yeah. covered how you By gonna... the way, there's one thing I do want to tip my hat to yes. Nissan for. There are a lot of OEMs that put in vehicles and teams. Honda's done it. Ford's done it. Uh, Rolls Royce has done it last year. Emmy and Rebecca won in a Rolls Royce. Yep, the they ruined that car for the, forever. For the, yeah, for the, uh, the crossover class. Um, you know, Honda, a lot of teams have done it. But Nissan is the only OEM that has been in all five years. So I love how dedicated they are to this uh, to this event and to this program, and it's super it's super cool. Um, so I definitely tip my hat to them for that. All right then. So N- Nissan, awesome sponsors. Nismo coming out with parts. Uh, you are gonna kick Emmy's ass <laughs> with your well, secret Emmy- weapon. You know what Emmy's driving, don't you? Uh, I haven't heard this year. I know it was the uh, Rolls Royce uh, Cullinan last year, and I remember her telling me. How is she going to top that? Well, it's funny because She's driving. I'll tell you how she's going to top that because Emmy has to top it. She's driving the Rivian. Oh, Oh. I think I do remember her saying that. Yes. Well, just make sure she only has a level one charger and you will be uh, (laughs) A-OK. I, dude, I think she's got the first one off the production line. No, yeah. no, no. It's, just like the movies. Lynn, what you need to do is get one of those EMP bombs. Those <laughs> yeah. electromagnetic Magnetic, yeah, yeah, pulse, pulse bombs. Weapons, yeah. And then you place it out in the desert. So right as she drives by, you hit the button. Boom. Power goes off. I just want to know she's where stuck. she's going to be charging out there. That's all. Uh, they've got they've got a system set up. So yeah, it's it, a, this, probably a generator. Is, <laughs> it, it, no, it's it's actually, I don't think it's a generator because I think that was the one caveat was like, yeah, we can do this, but no generator. So All right. who, who knows? I don't know how it's happening. They've got some whole secret sauce going, but uh, A, never count out Emmy Hall and Rebecca Donaghy ever. And B, like, chicks don't sabotage other chicks like that. Dude, that's what dudes do. <laughs> I want to I beat them fair and square. Right. You, and that is, if you have access to an EMP... Then that's fair. I, I had some. I, I just envision her pulling up in the middle of nowhere to like a uh, a cactus and plugging into a cactus. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. No, no, it's a it's a man dressed Dude. as a cactus who has a generator that he's standing on. Yeah. Right. Oh, and if you listen that carefully, would be amazing. yeah, right. No, no, no. It's a it's a Joshua tree, and exactly. you have to yeah, you have to pull the right branch to uh, plug into. Just out in the middle be, of nowhere. That would be a ama- That would be amazing. All right. Yeah. So we, we I think we covered everything, almost everything, but you. 
and your love of uh, off-roading and camping have taken you down a very strange path where yeah. you have acquired the most unassuming vehicle ever to base an <laughs> overland build on. No, let's just be honest. Yes. It's a fugly car. Okay, it is fugly, but it's it's basically, before we describe or tell what it is, let me describe it. It's as if somebody said, draw me a picture of a long wheelbase, late 90s, mid-2000s Japanese SUV. And what they would drive is what you decided to sink all your many thousands of dollars into to go off-roading and camping. For a woman that could have any SUV on the planet, Lynn chose a... That's all you, Lynn. Tell them. I got, I got a, a 2002 Suzuki XL7. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, but here, here's the deal, you guys. Like, well, hold on, as, hold on. As as, Real quick, yeah. I, I'm, yes. I'm going to, so Lightning and I were talking about this before we called you, and I said uh-huh. this about it. I said they actually are a decent off-road vehicle in the sense that they're body on frame, they have a decent four-wheel drive system, and they were actually pretty okay in the early 2000s as far as SUVs Backpedaling. <laughs> Backpedaling. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to put that out there. Now you have to sell our audience on everything else. Okay. So the first of all, the, the powertrain on that on that truck is pretty mountain goatish. I mean, it's real. It's very solid. And that's what we're looking for. So we want something that is going to be reliable more than anything else. The other thing that we really wanted is because we're uh, we're all either automotive journalists and what there so there are three of us who who went in on this uh, on this build together, um, dude. We don't get to buy the expensive things that we drive. We just get to drive them. We're broke, man. Like we have no money. <laughs> Sounds so, like a flop house of cars. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? So that's, is the ten basically? That's it. I got it. Put a rooftop tent on it, and your license plate should be FLP. A, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Flophouse. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not honestly like we don't. We're trying to to economize when it comes to weight, so we're not putting a roof tent on it. Um, we are, you know, we're we're building it out in a in an economical way. I mean, the car was twenty five hundred bucks, and it's an amazing car. And it has like seventy thousand miles on it. I mean, it was it. So is that because that was, the original owners decided after sixty nine thousand miles they didn't want to drive it one more day? <laughs> No, so I, we're convinced that a little, like, kind of an old grandma owned this car because it was, we bought it in Arizona. It is the cleanest thing you've ever seen, and it was definitely garaged because there is not one bit of, of patina or smoke on the paint at all. I mean, it is. So you're going to go ruin a perfectly good museum piece survivor and take yes. it out and pinstripe the crap out of it? Yes. Sounds horrible. It sounds great. No, come sounds on. Great. That's genius. But we're, um, yeah, we're getting, uh, we're, we're lifting it up, so we should have about another inch and a half to two inches of, of ground clearance. And we found this company called Rocky Road. They do, like, all kinds of stuff. So they've, they've got, they've got uh, Rocky Road Outfitters. That's yep. what they're called. And they do, um, they do all kinds of stuff for kind of weirdo cars, but they fabricate skid plates for it. They've. They've got rock rails for it, which we've got. Um, you know, we're we're kind of rock going, rails. It has six inches of ground clearance. Well, yeah, but that's you know we need to make sure that we don't uh, we don't damage the the hot body on that car. <laughs> and 183 horsepower, 2.7 liter V6. And I was looking for um, the towing capacity and the payload because uh-huh. overlanding yeah. everything's payload, right? 
The towing yeah. capacity is a small U-Haul trailer with a cord of wood. Right, 3,000 pounds. <laughs> oh, okay. So oh, next, next to it, 3,000 pounds, and then you know what it says for payload? Dash, <laughs> dash, dash. It's not even listed. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. You will be happy to know in its day yeah. with its four-speed automatic transmission, 17 city, 20 highway miles per gallon, which exactly. is about probably 12 off-road for your 16.9-gallon tank. Maybe. Because um, I'm going to say it's going to be less than that. I'm going to say it's going to be more like eight. Yeah, miles I was trying off, to be eight nice. Miles a gallon off road. No, don't be nice. I didn't want to be accused of being you, a hater. Well, what what, what kind of you, tires are you put on the thing? Have you ever been nice? We're we're putting KO2 always. On it. Okay, KO2 great yeah. tire. Yeah, we're putting KO2s on it. Um, the folks over at BFG thinks this is a great idea. Um, so we're putting those on there. And, yeah, because uh, they don't sell a lot of them in that size. And they no, want to remind not. people with gravitars everywhere <laughs> they can they've retire got a stockpile it. of them yes. at the warehouse. Yes, please, Lynn, take <laughs> these off our hands. Exactly. No, actually, you know, it's funny because I was talking to the guys over there, and they're like, "Dude, they're like, we've never been busier." And I'm oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Like, I ordered a set of tires with Phil, and he's like, "Um, mud terrains or all terrains?" I'm like, "Which ones do you have in stock?" I'll check. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh boy. Exactly. So those guys, those guys are super busy. Um, but yeah, we're putting. Uh, we've got old man emu struts and springs that we're putting on there. Um, yeah, the and Rocky Road Outfitters. Those are the guys that are doing the uh, the skid plate and the sliders. And you know, we just want something. So I have a friend who um, he actually has a, a Cessna airplane, and and the other guy who I own, who I own this truck with, he flies a a um, he flies an experimental plane. Um, he's based in Wisconsin, and my buddy, my other buddy's based in Torrance, and so we have a hangar in Moab, and um, we fly out there. This is and- getting weirder by the minute. Why? Oh I my have, gosh, the, it's it's so our timeshare car is based uh, in a mutually uh, distant state from all of us, and yes. super weird. She's got some weird triad of <laughs> uh, flyers. This is the uh, the the triad of odd, yeah. <laughs> the yes. vortex of odd triad. But on it, honestly, <laughs> like there's there. I mean, for us, like just going to Southern Utah, like hanging out near Moab, going to you know, I just spent the last weekend in the maze and Canyonlands, and I've been, I you know, was there again in June, and and you so, thought to yourself, if only I had a grand vitara with a rooftop yes. tan and rock rails yes i knew oh, it i knew see? it you're starting you're starting to understand I, I get it i get it this thing listen when this thing is done i'm going to send you pictures of it and you're going to be like oh she was right i'm it i might cool. i might and then i'll pull up in my uh my jail on 37s and go follow me and she'll say, like I said, no. Like I said up front, we're not all millionaires like you are. Like we have, to, <laughs> I have to be. I got to do it on the cheap, man. Hey, I'm not a millionaire. I'm a thousandaire. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm not even a thousandaire. You're a you're um, a hundredaire. A hundredaire is yeah. But probably. with the power of friends, you too are a thousandaire. <laughs> That's right. Um, but you know, it's honestly, it was it was a project we wanted to do. We were looking for something that was, yeah, kind of oddball. Sure, why not? Um, but that would, you know, that would be reliable. So we're hoping that uh, that reliable can also maybe be a little bit capable and a little bit a little bit sexy. I don't uh, know. Nope, nope, not not no. sexy at all. No, no sexy. You know, reliability is sexy? also the availability of parts in odd parts of the country where you're going to be going. And I wonder if Napa has the oil filter for that. Well, but that's why we have people with airplanes, dude. I can fly <laughs> parts in. All right. Well, see, I'm not 
stupid. All right, so your hundred air is a little skewed with at this fuel point. price. Fuel with fuel prices, it's a that's a fifteen hundred dollar uh, air filter. Yeah, exactly. We, we import we import Suzuki XL seven parts to to the Utah vicinity. Listen, I you know I'm the first person. I've got weird cars, so I you do own, have weird cars, but you also have some very awesome cars. Let's go through those. Weird. Okay, um, so you know I. And this is the funny thing is, is I have like the poor man's version of the cars that I want, but I have, it turns out that I love the cars that I have. So like the 912? Pretty, the 912 is not, that That was a 356 and that's actually not my car. That's my neighbor's car. And it's just been sitting in our garage for like 12 years and she just sits there and it's collecting dust. But that's another story for another day. But I have a first generation 1987 Mitsubishi Montero short wheelbase. Now, that's the Overland vehicle you should be building, not the Suzuki. Dude, that, that car is so slow. I mean, it's amazing, <laughs> and I love it, but holy crap, I would not drive that thing out to Moab. It would take me two, you know, two weeks. That's called it's, adventure. It's very slow. I love it, it's, but it, and it's, it's total mountain goat. Because it's, I mean, it's awesome, but it's just, it's slow. And I love driving it, so I, I definitely keep it at home, and I drive it constantly. Um, so I have that, which, you know, that kind of takes the place of, like, the two-door G-Wagon, which I would love to have, but no, who can afford that? I can't. So um, uh, Johnny I, Lieberman? Well, right. Our rich again, friend we're Johnny? Also, <laughs> we're also not, like, like double thousandaires like he is. So. Does Johnny really have a? Does he have a G wagon? No, no but he's uh, Mercedes loves him so much he could just cough, cough a G wagon and when and the G wagon ferry would drop one off at his house. It tomorrow. just shows up at his house. Yeah, he's he's, he's great with press cars because he'll just be like, oh yeah, and he's like, oh you're you're going away for the, just just ask for a defender, and I'm like, I can't I can't just ask for a defender like I'm not you oh. like I don't have. So should billion... I not t- tell you that I have a defender on the way? Do you really? Yeah, oh, I've I've already had it. So, sorry. Oh, burn. <laughs> well, let's just be on. You and I were on the same trip where we both had it. I had, yeah, I had it on. Uh, <laughs> I had it over Labor Day weekend. Sorry, not. Oh, sorry. she smoked you, dude. Just yeah. can't you admit it? All right, dude, busted. I know. Um, okay, so the other car that I have is not really any part of the truck show, but I have a 1966 Datsun Roadster, which um, is rad. Which is really rad. I love that car. That car is more European than some of those European roadsters, like the MGs and the Fiat. Well, you got to remember when Alphas. that car came out, it was emulating what a European roadster was. As the European roadster started getting a little porky and moving yep. up into luxury, and so it sort of was, you know, you look back now, and the reason it's so European was it was trying to hold, you know, hold on to that vibe and be yeah. be alive in that space. So, what uh, what trucks have you owned? Honestly, like the the Montero is the first truck I've ever owned. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so you've driven a lot of trucks. You've gone on rides. Yes. And all right, you win the lottery. You can buy any truck. Which one is it? Oh, God. Ugh. That's it. Do, do you want me to narrow it down a little bit? It's got to be a 2020 truck. A 2020 truck? Yeah. Okay. Um, probably a Raptor. Okay. I mean, that's everybody's answer, though. Is it? I think so. I no, know. I don't think it is. It's okay. not mine. Yeah, but you're not a truck guy. Are you insane? <laughs> I just I want to I want a big diesel. That's why. Okay. You're not a truck guy. The thing is, is I really like going out and driving, like just like kind of Baja style driving. Like that's my favorite kind of off roading. Um, I I do like 
I do like rock crawling, but I would prefer to kind of go out there and just bomb around the desert. You and me both. And right now, and right now, I think that's just that's kind of the the best thing out there for it. You know. Are you going to drive the TRX like Mr. Holman? Um, I am eventually going to drive that, but I think what we're going to do, um, Kelly Blue Book likes to kind of go out and and shoot. We're not going to go on the actual official press launch, but we're going to when they allow us to, when it gets into the fleet, we'll take it out um, and just kind of, again, bomb around the desert, do a video and, uh, and have some fun with it. So we work with, we work with the, uh, the auto trader video team as well. So it's, uh, it's a, it's pretty cool. We have, we have some, some fun off-road, off-road fans in our little group. And then of course my, my, uh, my compatriot Micah just likes jumping things. So. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Right. Yeah, I mean that's right. just uh, jumping vehicles that shouldn't have all four wheels off the ground is just awesome. I know it's amazing. All right, Lynn, it's amazing because we're friends yeah. and because we've known each other a long time. I have found the payload number that you have been searching for. <gasps> oh God! Well, you were searching it? for not not her. Uh, I just want her to be safe. Okay, because there is a gross vehicle weight rating uh, that she should uh, you know uh, deal with. Wait, wait, wait! Before you say it, I want her to guess. All right, Lynn. Go ahead and guess no, I'm the not, XL7. I'm not, I'm not guessing. Not even Price is Right rules. <laughs> Come on, Lightning, lighting, what do you got? Uh, 1,600 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, really? You think it's over a ton of payload? <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not anywhere near that. It's probably more like eight or 900 pounds. So 16's way too much? All right. I'll stick with 16. 1,168 pounds. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I split That's the difference with you guys. That just means that everyone has to eat a salad. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it can only with all the gear, with all that extra fuel you have to carry in uh, containers in the back. That means you can only fit three people at a time, and they all have to be under 100 pounds. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, so if I had to get an older truck, if that was part of the rules, then probably like a J10 is high up. Would is high up on my list. All right, that's cool. I think you've redeemed yourself with that. Pretty strong answer. Yeah, I think okay. I think it's solid. I, I like it. Redeemed like myself. Wait, when did I fail? I just think that everybody says Raptor when they can't think of something better. What what else? Okay, well, what else would you get? Well, clearly a Raptor. All right, so she is Lynn L Y N underscore underscore Woodward because apparently there's a Lynn single oh. underscore Woodward. Uh, I, I believe you have to Lynn say it the way Woodward. she says it, though. How does oh. she say it? Lynn underscore underscore Woodward. That's two underscores, Goose. <laughs> that is two underscores, Goose. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, uh, yeah. also at team wild dot grace. So that's team dot wild dot grace. Correct. Yeah. All right. And you can follow along. Um, Sedona's husband does all of our uh, our social media while we're gone. And uh, because we obviously can't be doing it, so you can definitely follow along. And uh, y'all should follow along with uh, Emmy and Rebecca, too, because they're just awesome chicks. Awesome. We will be. We're going to be watching along, and we're going to be checking into the live tab on uh, Rebel Rally's website, rebelrally.com, R-E-B-E-L-L-E, rally.com, and just click on the live tab. And uh, I want to extend a personal invitation. If you beat Mm -hmm. Emmy Hall... There's an ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you here at the Chuck Show Podcast <laughs> oh, You are so such a giver. Well, that's you know. Such a, that's such a face, though, to Emmy. Yeah, it is. You have no idea. Oh, it's, it's totally shade, shade to Emmy. 
That's bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I could. Uh, I don't know that I could do that too much. She's my girl, man. Yeah, but, but if so you beat cool. her, you gotta you gotta bask <laughs> in the glory of an ice cold Dr Pepper with no, me in the studio. Here's what I should do is, or what is, if I do beat her, then she has to drink the Dr Pepper. I mean, we should patch her in for this. No, and, I don't recall. She, I mean, she, right? She's not a she's a diet Dr Pepper yeah, fan, right? Yeah, that's Pepper. why you have yes. to make her like wear a Dr Pepper T shirt. Exactly. And drink a Dr Pepper. I went to the Dr Pepper Museum once, and yeah. she's like, blah 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 blah. And I think she went to the Dr Pepper Museum. I'm like, oh, lady, listen, there's no diet Dr Pepper Museum, so calm down, all right? I mean, what happens? Does she like wither away like the Wicked Witch of the West if she drinks a Dr Pepper? Like, what happens? And she just has like a, that poo poo face. Oh, you know she's just a what, stink face. What's the allure? I mean, really, like, what's the allure of that? Stuff? Well, you know, care. I always every time she posts a picture of her in in diet Dr Pepper, and her and I have pictures of us with I have a uh, full octane and she's got the training wheel stuff. But yeah. every time she posts, she's like blah blah diet Dr Pepper. I'm like hashtag that will kill you. And your stuff is just keeping you alive. Absolutely. Did you see that 98-year-old woman from Texas? <laughs> She's like, I've had four a day for 90 years, and I am oh well-preserved. Yeah. You're caramelized oh. is what Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Inside. <laughs> Lynn, I can't, I can't stop at this point. If I stop, my whole system co- collapses and implodes on itself. Wait, so I'm out. Wait, so if she survives till 90, does that mean we have you around for like another 40 years? God willing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, know, gonna, you know what? You, this is funny now to all you people giggling at home, but when I kick because of a heart attack in the next two years, somebody's going to have this tape no. and go, man, that was sad. I can't you're believe they said that. You're going like to yes. stay alive just be thanks to the rigidity of your uh, your arteries. Yeah, you, you know what? Mean? I'm I'm going to stay alive right. in spite of all you is what's going to happen. That's right. They're propping you up. That's right. All right, Lynn, you're the best. Thank you so much, and, and uh, we're going to be rooting for you, and uh, oh, good luck. thank you. Yeah, we're, we're very excited. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You got it. You we'll got talk it. to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Right, bye. Bye. So, Holman, I think this is the segment where we talk about eating crow. Eating crow. <laughs> What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's how we feel. <sighs> it's, uh, I don't know where to start. Because Nikola. Yeah, so a lot of you, because uh, Nikola. Like, we didn't know, right? We didn't know what was happening. And then most of you sent us uh, Instagram DMs and emails. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Yeah, yeah. We, we Thanks for rubbing salt in those wounds. We, uh, Holman, uh, starting at a. I guess what two two and a half weeks ago? Well, right when the um, the Hindenburg research paper came out, <laughs> you were being sent that uh, uh, link over and over and over again, like to the tune of twenty or thirty times. No, I was lucky enough to uh, not have oh, you avoided it that as many times as you, and I don't know why, but I was happy to not receive that link uh-huh. as many times as you did. But you poured over the Hindenburg Should research uh, we... firm's work. Talk about what that means. Yeah, so okay, we need to back up and explain and recap our involvement in Nikola, how we found them, uh-huh. why we followed up, why we went to Arizona to visit and with them. And how it ended. Here's the story. We announced, I think it was last episode or two episodes ago, that General Motors had taken 11% stake in uh, Nikola, and they had an agreement where Nikola was going to use their R&D and their batteries 
and uh, GM was going to manufacture the Badger, and uh, they were uh, they were forming up. And we thought, wow, that's that's incredible news because, as you know, we went to Nikola prior to their IPO and did a full episode from the Nikola headquarters in Arizona. And the CEO, Trevor Milton, was a phenomenal host and toured yep, us very gracious. and schmoozed and we ate lunch there and did the whole thing. It was yeah. great. And we saw a bunch of stuff. We saw tangible things. We actually rode in the semi-truck that was driven under its own power. And we rode in the NZT, which is their uh, uh, fuel cell uh, UTV. We, who knows what the powertrain was anymore, but... We rode in it. Well, it was it electric. Worked. I mean, it was electric, know, yeah, but we, we don't know, know if it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we did a whole podcast episode, and that episode exploded and became our best episode, most downloaded episode of all time because people were curious about Nikola prior to the IPO. At that point, we were one of the first, as far as I know, to be invited behind the scenes at the headquarters. Okay, so but let's back up. So essentially, what happened is uh, Dave Sparks. Uh, Diesel Dave uh, had announced that he was entering a partnership with Nikola to help pr- them promote the Badger. Got to be a spokesman. So we reached out to Dave because we happened to have his contact in our Rolodex. And I reached out to uh, Trevor on LinkedIn and both hit us back. And they're like, yeah, let's get on the show. So they, Dave did. And then he told Trevor, yeah, you got to go on the show with these guys. And so he did. And then he invited us out. So we said, great. So we went to their new headquarters and they gave us the King's treatment and we saw all this great stuff and got it behind the scenes and it was actually really cool and uh, and and just a, a pretty amazing experience. I think we both left there going, wow, this is these guys, if you believe everything they say, are poised to change the world. Yeah, we both left thinking if they can pull, pull it, it off, off yeah. it's going to be cool. Now, we didn't know if they could pull it off, but no. we both thought, well, it looks like they've got the facility and the staff and the talent. And, yeah. uh, but we, you know, what do we know? Yeah, you know we're, we're, pod, just, we're podcast yeah, we're, hosts, but you're a journalist. You've seen it. But we, neither of us have been around a a real, legit, big tech startup before. Like that big. Well, yeah, automotive, but not right. tech like that. I mean, you were thinking this could be maybe the next Tesla and uh, you know things like that. And you're thinking, wow, this is pretty cool to form a relationship with the head of a company who his goal is to change the world. And why wouldn't we go, right? And so, Holman, let's talk about what he was promising to do. How he was he going to change the world? And I think that he, A, had vehicles that we've seen. We've been talking about the Badger. He's got the side-by-side, the, the Wave, uh, the Wave Runner, and the, the big rig trucks, right? But really, I think he was talking about creating a, a system, a grid. Um, he, was, he wanted to of, uh, create a hydrogen infrastructure across America, where he wasn't going to be an automotive company, he was going to be an energy company that made automotive products that would use his, his infrastructure and he could control the whole, because the same way that Apple maybe uh, controls the ecosystem on their phone where you go to their app store and that kind of thing, this is, you would go to Nikola Hydrogen Station. and I know. think that's what made him more attractive to some investors is that yeah, he had, he, it was just not hardware, he was yeah, making- A whole ecosystem a, of, yeah. yeah. And so on the big rig trucks, you would basically lease it for a flat rate. That would include all the maintenance, all the hydrogen, everything. You know, so it was very interesting. We're obviously not in the uh, big rig market necessarily, but we have a lot of truck drivers out there who listen. We thought it would be interesting. And then when the Badger came along, it made it- you know, even more relevant to what we do on the Truck Show podcast. So, uh, long story short, we went out there. We had a great time. They were very gracious. Our episode went out. Their IPO hit. It went big. I guess. I, mean, I think it launched in the low twenties or something, and it ended up around up seventy to or 60, something. Seventy bucks, yeah, right? Something like that. We both cursed ourselves for not buying it, and, and we teased each other, and we were like, you know, blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, there's a short seller who uh, at that 
right after the GM part was announced, there was a short seller uh, called Hindenburg Research. And it was funny because there was a tech podcast, I think based in Silicon Valley or somewhere there. They used us as reference material because we interviewed, uh, you know, we went through the tour and interviewed uh, Trevor. Yeah, so there were a lot of weird sources that would never be associated with us going, well, these two guys, I listened to this podcast and here's what they said. And we were like, <laughs> she, totally, she totally insulted us yeah. too. The female reporter. I would never like, listen to uh, a truck, truck podcast. podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're like, thanks. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, so anyway, Hindenburg Research is a short seller. And what they do is they bet against stocks. And so what was interesting is they came out with a report many, many, many pages long. I read the entire thing. It's designed to cripple the stock the stock yeah basically tank the stock by having investors lose confidence in the stock so they can make money for uh basically the stock losing money like they win if the stock goes down kind of a thing right um i don't understand the full you know fully the, the how the short sale system works but it's you like and day i had it explained to us and i think yeah, yeah, both we still of us didn't were understand. so confused yeah. totally glazed over yeah all right so basically they mentioned all these points about how uh trevor his whole career how some people allegedly were scammed or businesses fell through or promises were made that that weren't backed up in reality and basically was a scathing report saying that this whole company is smoke and mirrors and was based on lies. Now, Trevor had told us when we were at his office in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, that he was getting weary, uh, growing weary of all the hatchet jobs on him. Right, from and all calling the everything sellers. vaporware. So, yeah, everybody was always saying, oh, you know, Nicholas vaporware, right. vaporware, it's not going to happen. And vaporware is just that. It's something that you put on paper and go and raise money for in Silicon Valley and never actually make it. So you raise capital, you keep some of that as as profits and the people around this, you know, the uh, the creators of the company, they make some money and then it never goes to market and the investors just take a loss. So the uh, the article, if you go to HindenburgResearch.com, was called Nikola, How to Parlay an Ocean of Lies into a Partnership with the Largest Auto OE in America. So as you can tell from that- uh, <laughs> Just the title alone? Yeah. I, I mean, I was left reading that going- uh, uh, what? I think it's funny, just Hindenburg Research, if you don't get the reference, <laughs> right. that's the uh, dirigible, the blimp that went down in flames. So that was on September 10th. So on, so uh, it was passed to me. Uh, a lot of people sent it my way. There's a lot of people asking me what my thoughts were. And I said, listen, and there's even people on our social, I said, listen, we only know what we saw. Like, we can't validate whether Hindenburg's correct or whether Trevor or Nikola did anything, you know, untoward in the industry, we have no idea. We were invited by a car company who was on the verge of launching a cool product to come see what they have going on. And we saw, touched, felt, met employees. Yeah, stuff was it, real. It was all real stuff, right? I mean, it, it was not smoke and mirrors while we were there. And if it was, it was incredibly elaborate that that probably took millions of dollars to make happen. We saw their equipment, which is top of the line. I mean, everything. that one CNC machine that's bigger yeah. than than two of my living rooms. Yeah, yeah. Every everything we saw in their R and D center was like top of the line. the The building was new, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, so on September 11th, Nikola responds and says they refute the allegations. They said, uh, according to their press release. Yesterday, an activist short seller whose motivation is to manipulate the market and profit from a manufactured decline in our stock price published a so-called report replete with misleading information and salacious accusations directed at our founder and executive chairman. 
To be clear, this was not a research report, and it is not accurate. This was a hit job for short-sale, profit-driven greed. We have nothing to hide, and we refute these allegations. They've already taken up more time and attention than they deserve. We've retained a leading law firm to evaluate potential legal recourse, including with respect to activist short-sellers and any others acting in concert. And so you think, okay, Nicola responded, and that's you know maybe that's that, right? And then on September 14th, uh, Nicola sends out another press release, which when you send out two press releases, that's usually not a great sign. It means that your first one didn't solve the problem and that you feel like you need more cover. So the next one on September 14th is Nicola sets the record straight on false and misleading short seller report. And it goes through and it lists a bunch of things about the Hindenburg report. The Hindenburg report uh, had like 53 questions that they basically asked Nikola to answer. And then Nikola only responded to like, I don't know, 10 or 12 of them. <laughs> and then okay. basically in uh, in Nikola's press release, it said, it said something really generic. There are dozens more inaccurate allegations made by the short seller, which are not relevant to Nikola because they were about Trevor Milton's past. And so oh. they didn't answer to that. And it basically said, Nikola is building a novel and revolutionary technology from the ground up as part of this process, as part of the company's evolution, growth, and development. Nikola has quickly and nimbly pivoted its business model based on the industry, macro environment, technology, and other factors in pursuits of the most value-enhancing path forward. Nikola remains committed to enhancing shareholder value for the long term and will not waver from its mission. And some of the things in the report were how Nikola's prototypes didn't have proprietary inverters and that they were using different technologies than they said they were and that they didn't really have any battery technology. And some of the things that raised eyebrows in the GM deal was that they apparently had this novel battery technology that they were developing, and they threw it all out and said, oh, we're going to use okay, yeah, GM's fuel cell and batteries. Wasn't that what uh, investors were kind of buying into is the the battery technology right. and the grid they were going to create? Right, and so it's it was one of those things where you kind of went, well, that's weird. If they've been working on this battery technology And they just long, threw it out to take GM's. Yeah, well, we're going to take GM's now. And you're kind of like, huh? Well, well, then why was your so special if you're just going to throw right, it out? Right. And then one of the things that Trevor had said, I don't know, Twitter or on a uh, uh, interview was, we're going to pass along our information to GM and let them know, you know, what we've been working on. And it was just, it just fell flat for me. So that was weird. And so uh, that was on uh, September 14th. Well, then Hindenburg comes back on September 15th and says. We view Nikola's response as a tacit admission of securities fraud. Ouch. And basically called out Trevor Milton and said that, hey, we included 53 questions at the end of our report that we believe shareholders deserve answers to. The company promised a full point-by-point rebuttal, but then only responded to 10 of our questions. Of those 10 responses, the company debunked nothing and said it either confirmed or sidestepped virtually everything we wrote about and in some cases raised new unanswered questions. Nikola failed to address 43 of our 53 questions. Nikola admitted that its deceptive Nikola 1 in motion video was in fact a video of the semi-truck simply rolling down a hill. And the company says it never claimed the truck was powering itself despite deceptive editing and claims that it had 1,000 horsepower with sports performance. And so basically it goes point by point. It, it covers tweets. It covers things at Nikola World, things that were uh, set on the record by Trevor and basically continued bashing uh, so, the, so this company, Holman, as I understand it, they their their goal was to force the stock down, right? So they can make but money in, off but of in the process. But in the process of trying to force the stock down, 
they're destroying the company. I mean, effectively, right? They're 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 crippling it. I mean, they're tr- they're they're trying to, sure. right? But that's what short sellers do. So then you think, well, that's weird because our experience was different than what I'm seeing here, and we saw something, we touched something, it was tangible. GM got involved, so like you know, GM's not going to not do their yeah, due diligence. You, yeah, you got to figure that. You and know, Mary shorts- Barra gets up from GM, yeah. and she's on CNBC and all these other uh, you know networks talking about this deal. You think they would have done their homework before they got in bed with you know and and bought a you know, took eleven percent of of Nikola. It's GM for God's sakes, right? And but- and so you think, okay, well that that aligns with what my thought process and beliefs were, but then this thing from the short seller. While they have a motive, you can't really ignore all the facts that they're laying in front of you and the tweets and the things that didn't line up and the timeline and facts. And if you have a chance, read it. It's fascinating. It'll take you a while. Read everything through and then follow the rebuttal and then also read the the Nikola press releases. Yeah, but see, but Trevor Milton's still there as CEO and he's just firing back yep. and, oh, yeah. wait. And then September 20th comes around on Sunday. Followed by a Monday morning press release on September 21st from Nikola, which says, Nikola Board of Directors announces leadership transition. What does that mean? Nikola Corporation today announced that Trevor Milton approached the Board of Directors and proposed to voluntarily step aside <laughs> as executive chairman <laughs> and from the board. The board accepted his proposal, and Stephen Gursky, former vice chairman of General Motors, and a member of Nikola's board has been appointed chairman of the board, effective immediately. So, golden parachute for our man Trevor? Well, he still owns like a third of the company's stock, so, so he's, he's worth going to be okay. A billion dollars or uh, I something I think at the absurd. valuation was over two. Might have been three. Oh, my God. So he'll he'll be fine. I mean, good for him. Um, but how do we how do we feel about the situation now? I mean, we, I I don't know. I honestly, did, were we pawns in a scheme to drive up the IPO price? Were we uh, uh, what they call uh, useful idiots? Which I I, I mean, imagine I, I, we could be. I feel like we are often. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this in this case we were useful, right? Rather than just idiots. Um, well, I, listen, listen. Here's we do something first and foremost, which is we're hope this is entertainment. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully. some of our show is entertainment, not all of it, and the rest of it just it's crap. So we have a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of crap. And then some journalism from Holman. I think for this one, Holman, we were just going along for entertainment. And and you and I were honestly like, hey, this is cool. We're, yeah. we're getting in and We getting... were cautiously optimistic. I like that. That's right. true. And we felt like we were getting a little scoopage. Yeah, we were know? getting in early to see something that not a lot of people have been able to see. And um, my understanding is the new board of directors and General Motors, the partnership will continue on. G- GM continues to have an 11% stake. Uh, according to CNBC... Uh, Trevor Milton forfeited $166 million in stock that he would have lost anyway by leaving early, but gets to keep $3.1 billion under the separation deal. Again, this is according to CNBC. Uh, the company announced uh, Milton's resignation early Monday morning. Milton's departure sent shares of the company plummeting in pre-market trading before opening at $24.97, their lowest opening price since the company went public. God, so how volatile is the stock now? For instance, you go, wow... If you believe that that Nikola can pull off still what what his what Trevor's vision was, right? Yeah. Then you should buy now. But if you think it, it was all a sham, then it's going to go down to a buck and right. maybe the pink sheets. I mean, who knows? I have I yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, 
It looks like Milton <laughs> agreed to advise the company as an unpaid consultant on an ad hoc basis, but he cannot comment about the company on social media, blogs, or other online platforms without legal approval from Nikola. The, oh, so he couldn't come back on our show. According to CNBC, the value... Well, he could. He just couldn't talk about anything. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. The value of his exit package will vary over time as the startup shares have swung wildly since it went public on June 4th. The agreement requires Milton to give up roughly $4.9 million in restricted performance-based shares valued at $166 million as of the Friday this was written, the closing price at $34.19 a share, while allowing him to walk away with more than ninety-one point six million shares that appear to be free of any restrictions and currently value at the time of this article $3.1 billion. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. I don't want to make this about Trevor or Nicola. I wanted to make it about us. I want to make it about okay. what people are wondering, like, you know, how did this happen? I'm looking at it this way. Well, we don't, we're not in the center of the story. We're, but, we're, we're but in the periphery. But here's what's fascinating. A year from now, we're going to look back, and we're going to be a footnote in the history of Nikola, whether we like it or not. Whether it goes down- How do you see that? Because we basically had this podcast that helped their IPO get launched. We were the only media that I'm aware of um, that had that kind of access, and at least on this kind of platform. So in some weird way, we're going to always be tied to Nikola with this show. Huh. And I guess you and I aren't getting our helicopter ride in to see the Badger like we were promised. No, I have a feeling that's not happening. Yeah, so according to this article, it says that uh, the company agreed to allow Milton to award uh, more than 1 million restricted shares that vested about three years to more than 300 employees of his choosing. So he definitely took care of some people on his way out. And, um, you know, the other uh, stone that's uh, you know, hasn't been turned over is, is Dave Sparks still involved in, in the Badger? Hmm. I think Dave is a truck guy. And I'm I'm gonna guess that if the people who are still involved in a in a in a in a you know the top of the food chain at Nikola still want him, my guess is he would still be involved. But obviously, uh, the only person who can no, answer that is Dave. Yeah, I have no idea. So I don't know. I just uh, I've got mixed feelings because on on one hand I think it was a neat experience. On the other hand, I feel like uh, we got used a little bit, like we were a pawn in somebody's game or some useful idiots, like I said earlier. And I don't know which one it is, and I don't know if I should be like. You know, hey, we uh, we saw this before it got corporate, or I I think we did the right thing, and here's why, because again, this, this show is you bring. Well, tr- there's no, we didn't do anything wrong. No, 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 no. I know that, but we just I, got swept up in this thing, and we yeah, sort of kind of we, we did. We were yeah. we, we we were having a good time. Yeah. We, we thought the guy was cool. He was nice, and what they were building was cool. The staff was great, and we're well, like, we have no way to verify no. if they're making you know. One pound of hydrogen or 100 pounds or, or 100 million pounds of hydrogen a day. We or, weren't there to do investigative yeah. journalism. No. We were there just there to report from two dudes who it's, talk about trucks. Exactly. I mean, yeah, so. Exactly. So anyway, but we, we thought it would be, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up on the show. I, we have no intention of taking that episode down or anything. It's there if you want to revisit it. If if you've got some, uh, you know, palace intrigue about Nikola and you want to <laughs> see what our experience was. I mean, we had the recorders going most of the time. There's photos of us being there and all that. It's it's just uh, it's one of those things where you just look back and you go, I don't know if it was a good idea or a bad idea or a good decision. By the or, way, he let us record everything. It, everything. Was o- it was only photos we couldn't take. Yeah, no. they didn't, And they didn't ask for any editing privileges of the show or anything. It was, you guys come, we want to show you what we're up to. So, it's I don't know. We met some really great people over there and uh, I, you know, I have no idea if I'm, we sport, were, I'm sporting my Nicola shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> a little ill-timed. But. <laughs> uh, were we conned? 
I hope that we, if that's the case, that we didn't help other people be conned because they listened to our show and bought stock. Or maybe we help legitimize it because, you know, um, GM's involved now and, and we got people to buy in and they're going to be rich in a few years. I have no idea. I don't I don't know. I just want to let you guys know out there, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for Nikola. We, we, we do have listeners that bought stock. I know we do. And I'm not going to apologize for the Truck Show podcast or anything that we did. But I wanted to be honest and upfront and say we're struggling with this one a little bit. And we acknowledge the fact that this happened and you guys sent us a bunch of emails about it and it, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So in that case, uh, let's move on to some five-star hotline. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star hotline. What up, Lightning and Holman? And I got it right. It's Lightning and then Holman. No offense, yes. Holman. Uh, we love you. Uh, just calling. It's August 27th. That's 20, and it is the one-year anniversary of Jesse Combs' death. Um, so, moment of silence for her, and I uh, hope you guys are doing well. And I uh, look forward to listening to the next podcast. Cheers. Well, that uh, Super was depressing. an older message we should have played a couple of weeks ago. If we would have checked the voicemail box. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's our fault. And, uh, you know, we love Jesse, and uh, and she's, she's found a race car in heaven to keep her occupied. Hey, Lightning and Holman. It's Peter from up in Northern California. You're asking for wheeling fail stories, so I got one for you. I'll try to keep it to four messages in my Yes, kid. <laughs> so... I have my 89 F350, shortened wheelbase on 38, blocked front and rear, and we did a little trip up the Slick Rock Trail in uh, up above Arnold, California. So ran the trail one way the first day, ran great, no problems, camped the night at Alpine Lake. Second day, instead of taking the road back, decided to go through the trail the other way, and about right in the middle, so just far enough to not turn back and have to go forward. My steering box just catastrophically failed. Full housing cracks blown apart at the input side and nothing, no steering. In order to get us out, we uh, short-strapped it to a buddy's Bronco, and he basically flat-towed me out. Uh, to turn the wheels, we wound up getting two other friends on foot with high-lift jack handles to pry the wheels one way or the other. <laughs> and the trail is, we probably had about, Two miles of trail left, three miles of trail, and it was an eight-hour ordeal. Somehow, though, when I got back to the trailer to pull it on, the truck steered itself right on the trailer, which was a nice relief. So thanks to some good friends, got out of there, and remember, never wheel alone. So I hope to see you guys out on the trail sometime and keep up the good work. Thanks. Speaking of high lift, we're going to have those guys on here in the near future. So uh, we should talk about all the different ways a high lift can save your butt on the trail. All right, Lightning and Holman, uh, I am Justin, and I'm driving in the middle of Iowa. And just got done listening to the podcast, you guys talking about the Ranger Tremor. And I would guarantee, I would swear on a Bible that I just saw one. I've seen a, uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, sorry, Lightning. Ford Convoy, all vehicles were in camouflage. There was three Broncos, the two-door the two-door Bronco, like, I love those proportions. And there were two very big Rangers in the back of that convoy. Literally just listened to the show today. 
and I was thinking about it, and then I seen one, saw one, whichever it is. Sorry, I'm bad with grammar. <laughs> it's been a long day, but wanted to share the story. Thanks. Thank you for calling. Uh, that would be a pretty cool sighting, the convoy of uh, Ford uh, camoed vehicles. Yeah, that's uh, probably absolutely what you yeah. saw. And it's, I saw or I had seen, so... That's the deal. If you cannot right, say, move on. no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, you're not chastising the guest. No, no, no. I'm, he, no. he understands what he got wrong. So uh, no, I, I, no, I appreciate no, what no, you did there. No, I'm, nobody needs people, that. No, for keep those moving. new listeners, no, who we're don't know, not, not Professor Lightning. You can't you say, not or shouldn't Leave say, them alone. I seen. Go ahead and let them speak. Lightning and Holman called second time. Now I'm going to keep track, but every time I call, um, I got a proposition for you guys. For, for an idea for an episode. I just listened to the latest one. I hear do a ton of people line up for the next one, but just put it on the list to, uh, to go a little bit further into the diesel stuff. Um, I don't know if you can hear me right now, Holman. I'm a uh, few years in my 2006 Mega Cab, but I took the auto out and swapped in a G56, my baby truck. But anyways, I, uh, I want to get back to it. So, I have an idea for like just a total rapid fire, like a panel of people in a diesel uh, industry. I've heard on the podcast yet that I feel like it would be really cool to have on there. And I think even just to have them all talking at once, is everyone go back and forth and just moderate a conversation. I think you should totally have Lenny Reed from Dynamite Diesel Performance or Dynamite Diesel Products. And some of the stuff he's been doing with injectors is absolutely insane. I think you just hit a deer. That old Smokey on. Do you hit a he hit a deer? I think he hit a deer. Did you hear that in the background? <laughs> I think we know he would stop talking to hit a deer. <laughs> Maybe not in that big old mega cab. Probably didn't even feel it. <laughs> Dynam or Lenny Reese, the one that built the custom set of injectors for it too. So I think Lenny would be a really cool cool person to have on. Listening to him talk is, is awesome. And there's a guy uh, named Cass Choke from Choke Engineering or Choke Performance. He's down south and he mainly deals with power surf stuff, but his uh, knowledge of the diesel engine and the way he articulates his thoughts is, is awe-inspiring. Really, it reminds me of Gail Banks. So, if you get all, if you get those two on there, that would be great. You can do a whole episode. It's just nothing but new diesel technology and the way they're pushing the envelope now. I think that would be uh, be awesome. So, all right, guys, take it easy. Bye. <laughs> I think that's a uh, great idea. We just got to figure out how to pull it off since we do this in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't. Uh, they're all asleep. Those dudes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Matthew from South Dakota. You guys said to call, so this is me calling. Matthew seems like he's asleep, too. Yeah, you got to pick it up there, little buddy. There, go on. I leave you guys uh, a running out of fuel story. I know it's a little bit late, but... Uh, so running out of fuel stories is what oh, I'm Oh, I like about. these. These are my favorite. Okay. Oh, I have a crazy one. I'm going to cut out a lot of the juicy details so it's fit from the recording. I ended up buying a new truck on Copart, so I don't see Copart, buying a vehicle on Copart. Our a- friend Britt Mansell from uh, American Adventure Lab was talking about his Copart purchases. Yeah, so uh, crazy, dangerous if you haven't seen because they're uh, <laughs> you get what, what you see is sort of what you get. Ooh, and but not seeing what not not knowing what you're buying. Yeah, danger. Will I mean, Robinson. you could get close. Yeah, it was in New Jersey, so me and my buddy decided to go get it. We grabbed my dad's old truck and a trailer and run and get it. And on the way back, the truck had an issue with sometimes it'd be out of fuel at a quarter tank, sometimes you have a ton of fuel left, and we pulled into an exit, and all the filling stations were full. 
And we had a quarter tank, and I was like, I'll send it. It'll be no big deal. To the next filling station. So we get on the interstate again and start heading up the hill, and the truck starts misfiring, sputtering, and, and we're like, oh, we hope we can make it to the next exit. We just keep going and going and going. The next exit nine miles. We get there, and there's absolutely nothing there. So we get off the exit, we decide we'll, we'll head back. So we start heading back onto the interstate, and the truck stops. And I'm like, this is not good. We're in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. How are we going to do this? So I went back to the truck that we're pulling, which was either both diesel trucks, and I pumped, like, I have 20-liter bottle. I pump it full of fuel from the fuel filter of the other truck, dump it in there. That's all I got out of it. Got the truck started again and hammered it. I'm like, I hope we can make it. And it was just a little knoll we had to go over. And it was pretty much all downhill, nine miles back to the filling station. And we coasted the whole nine miles back, pulling the trailer with the other truck. And like each knoll, we just barely crept it and actually coasted all the way into the filling station and filled it up with fuel and fired it up and headed home. And that's my running out of fuel story. Have fun, guys. So that's uh, sucky. Yeah. At least he had downhill but in he his coasted, favor. Yeah, coasted all the way into the, uh, the filling station. Do you station. think he was coasting at 50 miles an hour or 5 miles an hour? Doesn't matter. He made it. <laughs> oh, man. That is the worst when you, you're slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, and you're like, nope. please, I just nope. need a little momentum. Nope. The worst is when you have a Mercedes and you're on your way to Nikola <laughs> and you're halfway down the 10 freeway yeah. where the nearest station is 20 miles in either direction, uh-huh. and the car gives you a low fuel light and then uh-huh. just stops. I wouldn't know what that was like. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Enough of that uh, fuel talk. Let's uh, let's see what our listeners. You just uh, well, you're the one that brought up and and you're the oh, one I'm that done, ran and the I'm fuel. the one who's uh, bringing it down. So uh, why don't we figure out? But no, wait, wait, wait. That's normally my job. Does it feel <laughs> well, weird? You, for you? you pull me down a lot. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, why don't we raise ourselves back up and see if anybody left us some five star reviews? Oh, did they really? I think so. Do you want me to check? No. Yeah. Of course <laughs> I do. Uh, let's see here. Head over to the old... Uh, All right, well, I'll start with this one where the name is The Truck Show Podcast Has Herpes, which okay. I don't think that's true. I mean, not, not as far as I know. And not a great title for your name why on do we Apple. Ha- why, 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 why do we have herpes? I don't know, but the uh, the title from The Truck Show Podcast Has Herpes is... Work- There's no way that this can be five stars if he starts The Truck Show Podcast well, Has Herpes. Well, hold on. It says, uh, Work Phone Bitches is the title of this review. Oh. Had to leave a five-star review on the old work phone, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. On episode 100 currently, now that Lightman has a truck, did Holening ever finish his bump side? Holening? <laughs> it's Lightman. Yeah. That is quite awful. Uh, and mm-hmm. five, five stars. stars. Nice. All right, well, that's Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Uh, we've got one from Mrs. PB13. Mm. Uh, says five stars. Says okay. best podcast ever. The, what? They even read my email on the air and answered my question. I love these guys. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And five stars. stars. All right, we got one here from uh, Jude the Dude 2005. Jude the Dude 2005. Funny. It says, uh, Holden and Lightning. Holden. How, how is my name wrong and your <laughs> Holden, name's right? Holden, I don't know. But it's funny. 
Uh, Holden and Lightning mm-hmm. are so funny and have good info, too. And five stars. Thank All you right. very much. Appreciate right. the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. How about uh, Dirt Racer 412? Uh, I love Dirt Racer 412. The title is Love This Podcast. Do you think that 412 is the area code uh, or just I'm the number on the side I, of the door? Uh, either way. Okay. Hosts are constantly entertaining and have great guests. I keep listening even though I drive a smart car. Wow. Maybe- <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll buy another truck. And this one also says five stars. Five Sweet. All right. And uh, the last one here from Kid Normal says uh, That's my DJ name when I'm not lightning. It's Kid Normal. Is it really Kid oh, Normal? Yeah, for sure, yeah. When I'm doing X105, the buzz. <laughs> no. All right. I'm no. Kid Normal. Spit yeah, in the wax. Easy, easy. <laughs> says uh, I found Holman from the Bronco video he did with Lieberman. After following Sean on Instagram, he posted a picture from the studio. This was the first time I'd heard of the podcast and thought I'd check it out. As a truck enthusiast, it was just what I needed. Makes the long shifts of hauling crude oil from well sites to the pipeline and refineries all over Oklahoma go by quickly. After one month, I'm about halfway through the catalog of episodes. Keep mattering those parameters. Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And... Five stars! Hey, All check right. this out. We uh, are still at a 5.0 rating Ooh, on Apple Podcasts. Really? And we have 803 now. How would someone go about giving us a five-star review, Holman? Well, either go to uh, iTunes or the Apple Podcast app on your Mac or on your iPad or iOS device and uh, find the Truck Show Podcast and give us a review. Um, I promise... At 1,000, we'll throw a party, and hopefully COVID's done by then. Really? Well, yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah, what the heck? We're at 803. I want to get to 1,000. Guys, please do give us reviews. It helps us be seen and grow this little dog and pony show that we're doing here. You know what I'm saying? Dog and pony or truck and No, dog and pony. No, it's like an insult. I'm insulting. It's like it's small time. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Dog and pony show. Nah, we're big. Are we? We're big in trucks. Yeah, we are big in trucks. We're big in the truck podcast world. We are the biggest in the truck podcast world. Heck yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. (laughs) Go us. Go us for sure. right. Uh, Give us a note. Email us, why don't you? Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. He's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and together we are at Truck Show Podcast on the socials that matter. Do you think they know or care that it's like 2.30 in the morning when we're <laughs> recording this goddamn show? I just want to go home. Yeah. Do you know how many calories we ate from those six donuts? Oh, so you guys don't know that during the show we were eating uh, donuts from Randy's. Yeah. Holman stopped by and got us some sugary sweets. I knew we were going to be late tonight because we were uh, pre-recording a few guests to uh, bank. And uh, the problem is, once we got to the studio, we realized that we had no water here. We only had Dr. Pepper. So it's been all sugar for the last, like, yeah. 65 hours. So the crash is coming hard. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if God. I'll make it home before you fall asleep and spin off the highway. Dude, I'm not joking when I tell you that I'm, I'm dizzy. Yeah. I'm actually dizzy. This is the night, mark it on the calendar, that uh-huh. I got diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did a last show. Oh, is that you? Okay. Yeah, let's see it. Look at my back. There's my insulin pack right here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody who gives us a call, 657-205-6105. If you uh, give us a call on the Truck Show Podcast five-star hotline, we'll play you on the air. Yeah, just like we did before. I think we're are we falling apart? I feel like right now we're in the process of completely falling apart. No, we're not we're not falling apart. We are holding it together so that we can get through the next few reads, like thanking Nissan, our presenting sponsor, mm-hmm. who has uh, been with us since almost the beginning. They've uh, given us trucks to drive. 
They've uh, given us special access to uh, executives. They've given us behind-the-scenes uh, tours of factories and, and I upcoming say, products. Yeah, and th- those are all true, and we have not botched it at all. And they fed us a uh, five-year-old fruitcake. Well, that was a misstep. And I guess it wasn't five years old quite yet, right? Is it four years old this I year? I think it's getting about, yeah. Now, aren't they going to give us that? Well, Kevin at Nissan says he still has one more left because he took over Wendy's office when she mm-hmm. went to Japan for uh, Infinity. And he's threatening to uh, let us have our way with it. And I meaning we're going to eat threatening it. Threatening a lawsuit, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that would, but we we're going to have to do it. But here's what we do. I don't care what the day it is; it doesn't matter. But we do this on our thousand five star uh, party, whatever. We're okay, so it. we have a thousand reviews. Mm-hmm. We eat that last. Fruit we're two hundred and what are we? One hundred ninety seven away, something yeah. like that. One hundred ninety seven five star uh, five star reviews yeah. away from throwing a thousand five star. How what what's the, what do we call this thing? It's the one thousand five star meetup presented by Nissan, and we'll eat their fruitcake from the Nissan Titan launch when it first launched in twenty sixteen with. A five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. What we do is we give out a Truck Show Podcast t-shirt, which has the Nissan well, that's logo funny. on That's well. funny. I was thinking we give out a Truck Show Podcast no, fruitcake. No, 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 no. We give out a t-shirt to anyone who will share the, uh, and eat the fruitcake with us. I mean, I don't want to share. <laughs> you and I aren't going to eat it all. I, I just think that that's our thing. We can't, we can't just be willy-nilly allowing people to eat our five-year-old dusty fruitcake. It's not dusty. It's in some kind of a locked box, isn't it? Uh, I have no idea where it is, to be uh, honest with you. Interesting. It may have walked off by now. <laughs> legs. You know what it is? Hmm. I bet it's uh, stashed somewhere in a decked D-bag or decked drawer system. Oh, well, then locked it's airtight. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and weather-resistant. So it's not growing like Chia Pet hair or anything. We don't know. It might be. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're in the market for a Nissan truck, head over to your Nissan dealer. Check out NissanUSA.com, build and price. And uh, see which uh, one of the trucks matches your lifestyle, Nissan Frontier Midsize or the Titan or Titan XD with the five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And head over and visit our friends over at Decked at Decked.com or at Decked USA and uh, go buy a deck system for yourself or a D-bag and uh, let them know the Truck Show podcast sent you. Yeah, you know what? If you don't have a truck, you don't have a van, then you can get yourself a D-bag, throw it on your back because you could put in, it's big enough to put actual records in. So if you're a DJ, you could throw records in the sucker, and they're not going to get bent, scratched, warped, anything. I feel like that's a reference or, only you get. No. I, I think we've got a huge DJ population listening. <laughs> <laughs> or or not at all. No one's a DJ that's listening. Are you falling apart? You're, the, the sugar high is coming down, and you're just mumbling about your uh, glory I, days. I, I don't know what you're talking about. My brain is malfunctioning. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also so heard Jordan's the, uh, golf carts were malfunctioning. Is yes, that true? Yes, they were, yeah. Okay, that, def- that definitely happened in a previous <laughs> episode. So, yeah, if uh, you have things worth protecting and you want to cart them around on your back, the best solution is a decked D bag, or a podcast D bag, which uh, we well, are two of them. Right, we here. are for hire. <laughs> <laughs> the Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis, with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating. If you'd like to open the show, leave a message on the five star hotline, 657 205 6105. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 